Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do you want to go to rugby heaven? Let's go back to 1987 with Squidge. With Let's go back to 87 with Squidge. Hello and welcome to the Squidge My Wife Retrospective Podcast. My wife. The only, yes, as I say, the only rugby Borat podcast. Today we are not going to, we're making a slight departure from, yeah. normally we talk about rugby from bloody ages ago. Today we have decided instead to focus on the greatest moment. I think in modern rugby history. Yeah, sure. So we're, go- we're going to something that happened as we record it yesterday. Yes. As, as Paul McCartney would talk about it, he would as describe Paul... it as being yesterday. And very much that's relevant because that song came to Paul McCartney famously in a dream. Yes. And this I'm pretty sure I dreamt because yeah. it is the thing I've always wanted most of my life. Yeah, and I yeah. just didn't know it until it happened. Sure, you know? sure. And much like Paul McCartney who went around trying to search and find if he'd ever heard this song before yeah. yesterday when it came to him in the dream. Yeah. I went around trying to work out if I'd seen this before. And I had not. I no. had not seen this before. We so... are, of course, talking about the one... The, oh, I was going to say the one and only Pat Roman Antwerp made yesterday. That is not, not true. true. That's not a fact. He made a few. He made quite, he made quite a few We're passes. focusing on one, um, and it wasn't just the, the, a one-off one to Dante. <laughs> it is the one pass everyone knows, remembers, and will talk about in years to come. Yes. It is maybe my favourite moment I've seen in a rugby pitch Coupled with his years. run. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, for anyone unaware, in the 61st minute of the France for New Zealand game uh, on the 20th of November, 2021. For anyone listening in 2015. <laughs> Roman Untermack made a run from his own try line and passed the ball. Yes. <laughs> and yet, to say it as such, does not do the moment justice. He, he, you know, he caught the ball behind his try line and chose not to kick it. You think that's, that's pretty underwhelming, mm. right? Right? Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I, so I, I had this, uh, this idea that we could uh, mm. do a squidge rugby Roman Untermack blind pass retrospective yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yesterday while I was on the, on the way to the pub to, to meet my friend Ben for his 25th birthday. And um, uh, important detail about that. Yeah, yeah. Th- thank you on his behalf. Um, Vicky McClure was there. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Famed actress and star of This Is England. Yeah, Vicky McClure. yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was really pissed. Really? She? Like, yeah, yeah. She, there was a point Wait. where she got up and started dancing to Let's Dance by David Bowie. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a few other tunes. Went, yeah, Let's Dance. Yeah, yes, absolutely. David. There was um, celebrations by Cole and the gang she was really nice. going for. Yeah, was yeah. Was this in um, town? Free from in... Desire. No, no, it was in Beeston. In Beeston? Yeah, she was yeah. in Beeston? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was She's... she with Shane Meadows, who of course lives in Beeston? No, no, he wasn't there. He wasn't it there. Was, it was at the malt shovel in Beeston. Right, okay. Um, I've never been. No, no, it's. But I'm going to go the whole the time now that Fine, the but, hanging out. Yeah, there. yeah. I think she had a friend whose birthday it was as well. Right. And okay. she was, yeah, she was pretty drunk. Vicky was, McClure was in so, Beeston yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's Man. local, isn't she? So yeah, I didn't know she was from Beeston. I thought she was from Tote. Oh, she's from near Toto nearby. She li- no, she lives in Tote. Doesn't this is not like interesting? No, it's relevant. not right. This is. But anyway, I turned up to the pub and my friend was like, "Oh yeah, Vicky McClure's over there smoking a fag." For anyone who is 
into Roman Untermark passes and lives in Nottingham and is interested in local geography. Yeah. This is fascinating and local <laughs> celebrities. For anyone unaware, Vicky McClure is a British actress. She was in Line yes. of Duty, I guess. Yes. Was it well known for that now? And she's from Nottingham. Did she get the tram Seems like there, a nice last... I don't know, you know. You know, famously, she has the tram named after her. Oh, of course she does. Yeah, I've been on that she... tram, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the story about the first day it was opened? No. She was told to open her tram, like, to go and like, cut the ribbon. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she thought, this is brilliant, though. It runs by my house, so I'm going to get the tram home. And she got fined for fair dodging on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> she thought... <laughs> she, she thought, thought the... she'd get away with it. She thought tram. the tram's named after me. I don't have to pay on this. I'll tell you what, whichever... how she does. Whichever, like, tram warden got on and was like, no, famous celebrity actress Vicky McClure, you cannot ride your own tram for free. Pay me £50 right now. Do you want to do it by card or check? I want to say, Vicky McClure, if you're listening and you fancy talking about Canada against Tonga in the 1987 Rugby World Cup. Yeah, yeah, we've got that episode Please, free. please drop me a line. <laughs> please, we'll keep that spare for you. But yeah, we're not talking about... This is why our podcast surpassed 100,000 listens, because we talk about stuff like this. Vicky McClure at but, yes. Yeah. No, so the point is the Roman Untermac Pass. Yes. Right? Uh, I'm the, Robbie or Squidge or whatever from oh, the Squidge Rugby YouTube channel. I'm joined by Rugby Pass and other rugby writer person. Yeah, Will Owen, that's me. Yeah, Will Owen. Yeah, Will is like hyphenated. <laughs> I, I was previously called Willow and Rugby Person, but I've changed my name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Willow and? Do we know yet? That's a great question. I saw a tweet the other day that said, um, your Twitter handle will come true in 2022. <laughs> I was like, so Will Owen or won't Owen? We'll, we might finally find out. So stay tuned, folks. I really feel for that goat, though. So we have drawn up a load, a load of angles on, and different commentaries and so on, on the Roman Underback Pass. Yes. I believe you have only seen... The obviously the comment happened live, and we shouted over the top of that. Yes. So I, um, we both I made we should, extremely loud noises. Let's let's. We talk should probably about set the scene for so. The pass comes at a really, and I'm sure everyone listening to this has probably seen it. Yeah. Uh, if only on Twitter, or they've listened to this in yeah, yeah. watching the match the live. The clip that's gone round on Twitter of that pass, you could have watched. 15 times by now by while listening to this podcast, I yeah, think. Yeah, and why haven't you? Yeah. I have. I will. I intend to. Uh, that, of course, has Nick Heath commentating, friend of the yes. pod. has been on yeah, this podcast. Yeah. Legend. Yep. So we've got, you know, there's a few different commentaries out there. The one that went out live at the time had Conor McNamara calling it on Amazon Prime. And of course, we haven't heard his commentary because we shouted over the top of it. Yeah. Yeah, to set the scene, it's, a, I think, a really crucial moment in the match. Yeah. France completely dominate the first half. Yeah. The All Blacks then come back into it and score three tries quite soon after one Steal another. Steal all of the momentum. And yeah. It and looks you like, oh, it's going to be their game after all, isn't it? You can't see a way for France back into this game. Like, no. it feels gone, done. You know, yeah. you don't know what's going what's gonna to turn the game. Especially, you know, they, so they find... Rico, it's weird, I'm talking about this like it was 30 years ago. Yes. They find Rico Ioani and Will Jordan on the outside, and Jordan, who is in prolific try-scoring form, chips the ball over the top. How many times have you, you seen this clip? Uh, quite a few. How have you not noticed the exact personnel by now? Is it Jordy Barrett? Barrett? It's Jordy Barrett. Barrett. Who, okay, okay. Honestly, why am I doing this podcast with yeah, you? Yeah, 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 you're, you're right. It's just, so it's Jordy Barrett chips it over, mm. and you think, that chip couldn't be much better. Yeah. You know, he's uh, he's forced Roman into Mac to play it, just short of his own try line. Yeah, this is going to be them. Carries it back the over his own line, and there are two All Blacks following up. One is Jordy Barrett himself. Uh, you've got yep. Rico Ioani as well, and you've got a few others floating about, like really coming up on them. Um, yeah, when Untermac decides to run it, so I think it's a really crucial. 
crucial moment of the game. Yeah. We were both dumbstruck by the fact that he would try and play out from there. Yeah, so and we, we kind of go through to... this frame by frame, can't we? Sure. Because there's a point where he kind of brushes off the first one. You think, he's done very well there. It'll be, yeah. good, it'll be do well to get a left-footed kick away. Exactly. You'll think he's going to try and thunder it and like maybe get to like foot. seven or yeah. eight metres. Yeah. You know, if he gets up to 22, he's done really well. Uh, and yeah, even just as long as he gets a kick away, he's done well. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. As long as he's not forcing the ball for a scrum or, you know, worse yet, dropping it or something. Yeah, yeah, like you don't want him, as I say, being smashed or having the ball ripped off him or something yeah. and Barrett scoring. Then he just glides around Barrett. Yeah. And it's it's not even he steps him, he glides around him. Like he doesn't notice like, he's there. Barrett attempts to grab him and he doesn't even notice that Barrett kind of gets his shorts for a moment and falls off. Antoine doesn't even make eye contact with him. No. He's just kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run in this fashion. He doesn't notice fashion, that you know, Barrett goes for him yeah, at all. Forget the man I'm needing to step. You yeah, know? it's it's incredible. Like uh, I'd have I'd have ran this arc line anyway, even if there was nobody there trying to tackle me. He then starts going down the wing, and you're thinking, okay, okay, this is pretty good. This is He's pretty done good. Well, and you start to look on his inside and see, like, okay, there's a guy coming up and spot off things central cross. Even before um, that. You think, oh my god, he's made a break here. Yeah, that yeah. is a thing in itself. Because yeah. the fact he's gotten away from his trial line is one thing, and then when he's about three minutes out from his trial line, he beats another man right next to the touchline. It reminded me in that split second of Katara Matsushima stepping yes, against, against Ireland. Uh, I'm sure yeah. you had the exact same thought yeah, for yeah, half yeah. a second. Carry on. Which no, that's a phenomenal moment of him getting out of trouble. Yeah, you know? and, and he's <laughs> an opportunity. And it doesn't really compare in comparison. No. no, and that was phenomenal with Matsushima in yeah. the World Cup. For anyone that hasn't seen it out there, World Rugby share clips of it every time Japan play. So so it's worth it's worth googling the like, tower against Ireland. Yes. It's brilliant. So yeah, so that happens. He begins to run out. At which point he starts to, and you notice, start to fade inside. You think, oh, he's going to try and step the last cover. And that is the moment where I made a noise I have never made making watching rugby before, and I can't quite remember what it was. So but I knew it was new. I'm go- I'm going to talk for, because we sure. can probably remember each other's noises better than we remember our own. Mm. I would imagine that yours was kind of an. It, it was like a very flat O sound, but very loud. Mm. So it was like an ah, oh! but like elongated. It wasn't like ah, it was like ah, oh, but elongated yeah. and volume up to a point where you're breaking your speakers. Because it wasn't a... It was a different noise to what you usually make when you yeah, see exactly. a bit of exactly. I know your noises that you make, as yes. you do mine. Yes. You know. Um, we, we know each other's noise as well. Yes, absolutely. And Benjamin Kayser's. <laughs> well, we're very familiar with those now. Yeah, whereas yours, I think, was closer to your normal noise. I think it was. It was far closer. It was like a, yeah. it was loud. Yeah, we I were... think mine developed into a laugh. It was kind of a ha ha ha. Yeah, it had those yeah, yeah. breaks in it. I know what you're about to say. Carry on. We also both stood up on the sofa and were kind of I jumped. limped over it. <laughs> I yeah. I jumped like I was like in a mosh pit. I was completely in disbelief at it. Yeah, I haven't reacted that viscerally to something in rugby since the World Cup, at least. Yeah, but possibly ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think... It was very involuntary, just getting taken away by a moment in a sport yeah. where somebody did a thing with a rubbery ball and it was cool enough that we not only made noises about it, but our bodies did things. It was, it was incredible. Yeah. So whilst you're at the pub with Vicky McClure... Yes. I spoke on the phone to uh, one... Like no, one Mr. Connor Wibble Rugby. Oh, okay, okay. Um, nice guy. Yeah, lovely. Friend of the pod. Wonderful guy. Would have been on the pod by now. Will be on the pod at some point soon. Yes. Who is a very lovely man yeah. and a very, very good analyst. And, and they always knows feel too much death. about rugby for us to be friends with him. <laughs> yes. Just See also, like, six people. Anybody. Everyone else has a different excuse. So, I, yeah, spoke to Connor and, you know, he said, like, he was going to call me at half-time 
uh, and then didn't because I needed a wee. These are the great anecdotes that yes. we wanted to do this podcast for. So I did have a wee, and it was quite a long wee. So um, yeah, tell me more about the wee. What kind no, of colour was, was it? It was quite a long wee. Okay, quite a long fair wee. And... You've got to pay for the Patreon to get those content. <laughs> so yeah, so no, Connor rang me, and because he he'd said like, "Oh, I've got too much to run over here. I want to you know talk about the game properly and so on." Yeah, and he rang me, and we both just started laughing instead of saying anything at the start because we didn't quite know how to go. And both of us agree that's probably the most we've enjoyed a rugby match, just like. Yeah. On pure spectacle and enjoyment sure. in a long time. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I enjoyed, properly enjoyed a game like yeah, that. Yeah, and that's made me reflect well on the Autumn Nation series, you know, after, sure. you know, kind of hating the Lions series and stuff. I think that's slightly yeah. put my, my joy in rugby a lot back where it should oh, be. That's like, a good sentence. Not to get too daylighted upon magic, but I often, by the end of any campaign in the rugby, like the end of a Six Nations, end of a Autumn, yeah. end of a Lions... Because I'm working and I'm doing so many hours, like during the, the Six yeah. Nations in particular, like I was working about 19 hour days, like six days a week. And it, yeah. was, it was insane and unhealthy. Yeah. If not nine um, days a week. Yes. Which is one more than the Beatles. Yeah, so I was going to say, Paul, Paul McCartney, McCartney never did that. Well, he had to go and sleep so he could have inspiration for his songs, didn't he? Very true. Um, Very healthy man. Yeah, I know. Um, Mondays and that. So that's one of his finest pieces of work as well. Yes. Um, Meatfreemondays.com. We don't have to do this. Um, I thought we did. It's not the Paul McCartney Meat Free Mondays song retrospective. Okay. We shall do that. (laughs) Not yet. Uh, We shall get to that. Okay. No. So, yeah, but I often find myself quite burnt out on rugby by the end of the competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this completely undid all of that. Yeah. I just want rugby. I guarantee you're looking forward to making this video very much. Very much. Which we'll get onto. This will probably go out before that. Yeah. That video's done. Uh, I've only got the intro at this point. Yeah. There's one thing that we forgot to mention when we spoke about the noises that we made. Oh, yes. We watched this game mm. uh, together in our um, in our home. We obviously live separately, but you know, oh. home, home. Uh, and our mother was present, and uh, she watched most of the game, enjoyed France winning, mm. and then decided she was going to bed. And she got halfway up the stairs, and then Romel Untermack caught the ball behind his try line. Yes. We then made noises, and she came straight back downstairs and mm-hmm. said, "Okay, I'm not missing whatever that is. I've not heard you make a noise like that before." <laughs> And demanded to watch it. and Yeah, I mean, so it, was, the it was either she came back downstairs or she called the police. Yeah, so. exactly. So it was one or the other. And could have been both, mm. you know. I mean... I wonder why that car's outside. I was about to say, before I got taken up in the moment, yeah. to Roman Untermack, I'll behave when he was out of running behind his own trial line. Yeah. I was open my mouth to say that, then it just became weird noises. Yeah, yeah. It, it then just became like Radiohead. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, they are the best band. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're all right. But anyway... So she came back downstairs, said, right, I've got to see, I've got to see a replay. Can you rewind? It was like, no, no, we can't rewind it. But but they'll show a replay, they'll show a replay. They showed a replay of him running out, but they didn't show a replay of the pass. Yeah. They didn't show a reverse angle of the pass. And that was really annoying. So it was like, you've got to take our word for this. So, because nothing could have done justice to how amazing that was, considering the noises she just heard but him like, make. They showed about four angles of Wokey running it. They showed yes. two angles of Ardi Sever flopping over the ball. Yeah. But they didn't show the pass. So you had to describe the pass. Yeah. And like... You could never do justice no. to that because you're a human being. Yeah, you're who not isn't pass, Roman Antoman? You're not a pass by a Frenchman with a really nice bit of hair. Can I... Right, this is honestly true. The first thing I did when I woke up this morning was type Roman Antoman into YouTube. Did you I, have a boner? I don't need to go that for disclosure. Okay. Um, but quite possibly. Hang on, um, shake your head or nod at me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you know, you know. 
Uh, everyone at home knows as well. Uh, yeah, I just <laughs> I watched several clips of Roman Undermack. There is a try he scored against New Zealand that's quite similar to the one he scored last night as well in the under-20s. Yeah, okay. You know, and there's a lot of him just watching him in the under-20s and then being like, oh, he's good, he's almost as good as his dad. Ha ha ha. And now you look at him going like, no, he's better than his yeah, dad ever yeah, was. Yeah. Just like, look oh, at remember, him. remember the fact he has a dad? I hope we get like this endless dynasty of Undermax. And like every 20 years we have a new one come along. I've just and remembered he's got a younger brother, Teo, hasn't he? Yeah, who, by this point though, by... Teo's age, uh, Roman Untermack has been the best full half of the World Cup. Yeah. So, yeah, you know. fair point. Fair, valid point. But not yeah, counting hope... him out by any stretch. But... No, I mean, look, in order to play Loughborough France, he's got to go off and play for Loughborough Uni's fifths first. It's very true. You know. Did you yeah. know, by the way, did you know that about, about uh, Thibaut Flamont? T- yeah, I was about to say Thibaut Flamont. Yeah. Did you know he used to play for Loughborough Uni's fifths and fly off? It's mad because I was the person who first told you that story. Yeah, you were. And I got that satisfaction. Yeah. And you, I guarantee that's the only time you've ever enjoyed that story. It keeps coming up though, doesn't it? Yeah, it is a great keeps story, coming up. to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm glad that he played fly half and was really tall. I'm glad he played for the fifths. So, what I'm going to do now is we're going to watch a variety of commentaries. Yes. On the tribe. Back, I've only seen right? the original commentary on it and the Nick Heath commentary on it. I don't remember the original one. So, the Nick Heath one is the one I'm the only one I'm really familiar with. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is quite an exciting moment for me to, to hear these. So, we're going to begin. With the French commentary, I'm not sure who the French commentators were. They were for France too. But I'm going to begin with the ball getting out to Jordi Barrett and we are yeah. going to go from there. Cool. Monkey? <laughs> <laughs> These are just noises now. Yeah. It's almost Benjamin Kaiser. <laughs> when... Untermatt called it out the back there, and they go, "Oh, oui! and it's just, that was so uncontrollable." And there's another Completely. point when when Jamine passes to Dupont, and the, the, his, this pitch goes so high that he's about to burst. My favorite moment watching it back as Untermatt gives the pass, the, the immediately beforehand, he's saying, "Roman, and oh, oui! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah it's, that's brilliant. Like he screams, uh, he cuts off his name, and from now on, I shall only refer to him as Roman. Oh, we. Oui! I won't. I'm going to call him on to Mac. Yeah. But <laughs> I also didn't notice until watching back on that mm. one how much ground he covers to take the kick in the first place. On to Mac. Like, to the kick? Yeah, to take the kick in, in behind. Oh, um, right. Uh, yes! Yeah, no, no, I've watched he, that. He, yeah, he yeah. covers miles to get there in the first place. So there's a few details. Yeah, we've only really talked about it in very general terms. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Untermac starts on about the 22 on the far side of the post. Mm. Uh, he probably covers about 30, 35 yards. Like, before he even catches the ball. And you don't think of Roman Undermack as being the quickest player in the world, do no. you? But he covers a lot of ground. He just effortlessly picks it up, beats two people to get there, two French players getting back, uh, who are both chasing laterally, like in a straight line back towards the ball. Yeah. And obviously that's a very different situation to him coming in sideways on it. Right? Yeah. Um, so he's in a far better position to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yes, so he then runs it from there. Yeah, and um, they go Ale Roman, which I think is a good good detail on the commentary there as well. Yes. I'm saying that I, I like the because there's points in in uh, in rugby matches where it just calls for a lack of um, like impartiality, you know. Oh, absolutely. Where you just have to start being biased, and especially when you're the only major rugby nation that speaks this language. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Know? It's like how right the Welsh commentary is all Welsh language commentary is always really impartial, and I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just don't get why it's so impartial. Sure, sure. It's more impartial than the you... English language Welsh coverage. Yeah, yeah. You don't think that you know all the South Africans who are like commenting on like yeah. you know or every social media page. You don't think they're listening, do you? You can you can go on there and say I think it was f- I'm fine. Hey, with the fact Khaleesi wasn't hey. nominated for World Player of the Year. Maybe Bradley Roberts was. Very, very fair. So I'm next going to move on to Grant yes. Nisbet's commentary. Yes. From the Kiwi coverage of the game. This should be interesting. Have you heard this yet? No, I have not heard okay. this yet. So I am going to go in a moment from... Here we are, from the lineup. Cool. You ready? Yep. Halfway. Weber. Ball goes across to Ioani. Now Barrett. Puts it on the boot. Now the race is on. Plenty of speedsters. Intermac is back. The All Blacks need to hold him there. They can't though. Oh, brilliant play from Intermac. Oh, wow. <laughs> now Dupont. Cheer up, Nisbo. Almost down to the 22. What a counter that's been. Vinier, the left winger, has the ball. Now away it goes from Barlow. Trouble. They've got space here. Wilkie, Wilkie, ignored the players out to the right, they've got a penalty advantage, boy this is classic French rugby. Oh my god, Nisbo couldn't care less. Good old Nisbo. So, the really interesting thing there, right, and I'm glad we ran it back as far as we did. The moment in which Nisbo is most excited is Geordie Barrett chasing the kick. Yes, yeah, yeah. He screams, the chase is on, he's so excited. Yeah. And then... Roman Untermark pulls one of the all-time great moments of rugby, and he's like, yeah, "Great play, okay. yeah." <laughs> I also, like, again, no, like I have seen him be more infused about like Marty Banks executing a two-on-one in an ITM Cup third fourth sure. playoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also didn't realize until that time uh, watching. It, I knew something new every time. Yeah, yeah. Just how completely casual Roman Untermark is. Like when he gets the first. Is that not the, the first ball? thing you've noticed? Well, yeah, 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 it is. But like, I really paid attention to the fact that he's basically jogging around Jordy Barrett. Yeah. It's a proper canter. He doesn't anyway, look at either of the players he beats. Yeah. Anyway, he doesn't it, glance at them. There is proper um, rugby challenge vibes to him at the end going, this is typical French rugby. That majorly is <laughs> such a shame that Geordie Barrett didn't hit him behind the line because I would have put him on World Ward 4. Well, I hope not, Robbie. That's the maternity ward. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. look, I've made thought, him look, look, I'm just like, <laughs> I have tried to make this clip pregnant. <laughs> I mentioned what I did when I woke up this morning. <laughs> it did not come off. And it's lucky for the rugby world. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah no, but Grant Nisbet has that major thing of he takes so long between listing the player. Because clearly the only player that gets the ball there that he recognises instantly is Untermack. Yes. Right? So the rest of the players, like, he takes a moment before announcing Jamonet's name. Yeah. Uh, in a way he doesn't need to with the All Blacks players. Yeah. And it's classical of Grant. It's like and you wonder why that is. That was classic French rugby. And it was also classic Grant Nisbet in yeah. that he only knows the All Black players. Yeah, and didn't care about And he's looking else. down his team sheet for everyone else. And I enjoy Justin Marshall calling Wokey, you know, assuming Wokey had been in the Loughborough Fifths by yelling for uh, Herman. Oh, um, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, okay. I was wondering what on earth he shouted there. I looked at you and went, what? No. He went, he... I thought he was just saying, like, Vida France or something like that. No, that was... That him was him. Flamont, which yeah, is not... announcing... The, he wasn't even the on wrong. the pitch at this point, was I'm he? pretty sure that's what he said. Should we, should we review let's, this? Let's rewind this. Let's go TMO review. Yes. Graham, Justin Marshall. No, Justin I like Marshall. Justin Marshall's involuntary noise, Did make noise, the though. noise, though. Yeah. And he, but the thing is, he makes it late. So I'm going to begin yeah. from Untermac beating Barrett, right? Yeah. Now, by this point, Jaminet is almost up to halfway. Why is he taking so... Okay, no, he doesn't. Travel. Sounds like he says. Is that... Is that... There's someone who probably speaks French can probably... Yeah. Tavon? Tavon? I don't know. I don't know. I'll maybe do a quick Google of it. Sure. Um, okay. See if anything comes up. Okay, okay. I've not, got, I've not got any good results here. I assume that was spelled T-A-V-O-N-S. Thinking about how the French spell words. And the the, the example that comes up, uh, and I'm going to try and speak French here, okay. uh, is couvre mala con el affaili tu Tavon. And uh, do you want to know what the translation of that is? What? He was almost ready to go to jail for Mara when she almost killed Tavon. <laughs> so they're taking Tavon to be a name. And that's what it's translating into French, a proper noun. That's outstanding. So I don't know. I don't have a fucking clue what Justin Marshall's trying to say there. So I want to make a couple of notes as well, right? Go on. I think that Villiers shooting out a line is the greatest bad read in the history of rugby now. Right? With Richie Mwanga doing the little overhead yeah, tap yeah, yeah. thing. Which which was like the fifth coolest pa- thing in this passage of play. <laughs> I also, right, so when I was looking at the other angle back, right, we'll go yes. on to Conor McNamara's commentary in a moment. Yeah. But there's another angle that someone shared and I retweeted. Now, you can see for most of this, Jaminet, right? Uh, and a lot of this clip, you can see Jaminet behind. And he doesn't shout anything. He doesn't no. seem to call anything. Yeah. He possibly opens his mouth oh, way yeah. beforehand, but I don't know if that's those are words. Right? Yeah. So if we, I'm watching this now, watching this back, he isn't. He doesn't say anything there. He's then out of shot for a moment. Yeah. This is obviously being we're played in slow loop. motion. Yeah. In, yeah, in the loop. So Jamine has his mouth open. He comes into shot there, but I don't mm. know if that's a at most. I reckon one word. I reckon he says the a word that means blindside once. Sure. Um, and that's clearly a one-syllable word. It means either blindside or left or pop or something like yeah. that. But the thing is, in that situation, I would be screaming, blind, 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 blind. Yeah. You know? So clearly he's he's really just really hiding, hiding himself. It's a really good point because before we came on air, you know, yeah. we discussed that this is a brilliant support line by Jamie. Yes, it's, it is. It's like, it's going to be criminally underrated because the fact that he comes out of shot and pops into like a five metre corridor where Ontomac was once to take that pass is sublime. And the fact that Ontomac can throw that pass without even doing as much as looking to his left-hand side mm. to find where where Jaminet's meant to be in a minute is incredible, let alone with little communication. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is that Untermack drifts in perfectly. Like, he yeah. executes it. Subtly. But he doesn't look like he is until exactly. you're watching it back. He drifts in you one or two You would never guess that's what he's doing. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's really good foreshadowing right at your side, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. Because he fixes uh, 2.8, isn't it? 
Uh, yes, Quintipaya, yeah. But you wouldn't recognise... It looks like he's just trying to beat him. And also, because he's just trying to have his 22. People don't get more ambitious than getting up to 22 from exactly. 20 behind their own line. And he throws the money ball, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you're right. Like, the more I watch it, the more I'm super impressed by both of those players' instincts. Yeah. Because that that is what it is. It's pure instinct, you know? Uh, and one look, syllable has been exchanged between the two of them there. Up until Perpignan being promoted this season, Jaminet had been playing in the pro dub, where this kind of shit is normal. <laughs> Very true. Very so true. he's probably just like, oh, they're bloody doing this again. Yeah. I thought I thought now I'd got out of the pro dad, I wasn't going to do this anymore. You know, the cannibalism stopped, but the mad shit hasn't. He's just pummeled Ricky Orni off camera. Yeah. Well, like, you know, he was playing in a league that had box seats a few years ago. Oh, that, I mean, I wouldn't wish that upon it. In fact, I would. Yes. I would. I'd like to play in a league with box seats. Lino box seats, if you're listening and you want to play in um, no, Pennant no, no, no. 2 in the this, Midlands of UK. This leads us on to another question, right? yeah. which is one that I think is important we answer. Go on. What do you think Lionel Boxis would have done in this situation? That's a really, really good question. Okay, I have an answer. I okay. have an answer. So I know exactly what I think he would have done. Jordy Barrett gets the ball, chips it in behind. Yeah. It's bouncing, it's bouncing. And it's it's at that point where it's it's teetering, it's you know, about an inch out from the French line and it sits up perfectly mm. to go into your hands. He volleys it into touch and uh, uh, and it goes dead. <laughs> so I think volleys. I think what happens is there's two parallel worlds depending on how the ball bounces, right? Because because he is slower than Untermac, right? <laughs> yes, he so is. So I reckon he gets there slightly later, but he probably still gets there before Dupont. Yeah. Okay. So I reckon what happens is if if we're going with the world in which he is slower, right? He gets there slightly later, but still probably beats everyone else to it. So what he tries to do is he tries to hack it up into his hands using a foot. That's quite a good point. Right. He Rather tries than like, wellying it, yeah. like I suggested. He tries to tap it up. He once did it from a... From... He tries to go for an Ontomac level of skill. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He did it once in the Heineken Cup playing for Stad. Yes, where, where he kicked up the... Yeah, he someone bombed, bombed like, it. kicked a bomb, and he tapped it up. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> it was great, and Sky played, <laughs> so it fl- Sky played the replay constantly in yeah. slow motion for like two years. Yeah. So I reckon that's what he'd try and do if he was slightly slower. If he yeah. was on Tomac's pace and he, he's there to catch it on the foot, like, yeah. on, on the bounce on the foot rather yeah. than, you know, just dropping down. I think he gets caught punched on trial. Yeah, I think you're probably... But he probably honestly. tries to do a heroic kick. Yeah, maybe overhead lands, maybe. It maybe lands in Jordy Barrett's hands. Yeah, it's highly possible. That's a fun game of WWYD. What would ENL do? If ENL catches it at the same point Untermac does and has to run back behind his own trial line, I would give 50-50 odds in the All Blacks scoring within 40 seconds. Yeah, I I think that's generous. Yeah. You know? I, I, I like that. I, I think we should we should apply that logic more, the so, filter of Lee okay. and L. So if Matthew Jalabert was the one taking the ball, he absolutely would have tried to run it out, but I don't think he'd manage it. No, I think he'd have grounded the ball. I think he'd have tried to step someone traditionally rather than arcing yes. it the way Untermac does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd have maybe gone for the whole, like, the classic Lucas Morosino-style fade one way and then dart yeah. the other. I also you know? think he wouldn't have been as willing. Like, Untermac is so cool about it that he's willing to run backwards and take up the entire space of the try zone sure. and beat his man, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas I reckon Jalabert would be slightly more conventional in that he wouldn't want to run backwards like that. Sure. Um, and he would probably try and regather the ball and then step out from there before he goes back over the line. He'd try okay. to do, like, a swift change of direction. I've got an idea. I'm yeah. going to name a player... And without skipping a beat, you're going to tell me in a sentence what they would do in that okay. situation. Let's do it. Jean-Marc Doussaint. Uh, Jean-Marc Doussaint <laughs> would absolutely grab the ball and be smashed behind his own line. Okay. And consider scrum five. Okay. Matteo Bello. Matteo Bello 
would have tried to kick it and made it up to the five meter line at most. Remy Tales. Remy Tales would have tried to kick. No, Remy Tales would have got caught behind zone line, span a bit, tried to see if he could offload, and no one would have been back. Two more. Jeffrey Police. Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Police would have taken the ball cleanly, turned around, seen the All Blacks coming, and just given it to Barrett. <laughs> Yeah, like like you're holding a ransom or something. Did you want this? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Last one. You worked really hard to get it. Like I was just here. It just landed in my hands. Last one. Jefferson Poirot. Jefferson Poirot uh, would have declared mutiny and declared the ball his new his new beautiful thing. Uh, Beautiful thing. (laughs) His new beautiful thing. And he would have. Yeah. All the French team would have said that uh, the the ball should be captain instead of him. Okay, okay. That's that was a good game. I Thank th- you. I, I yeah. think you you um, responded very well there. And uh, I've not edited down how long um, it took you to say those. Those were genuine. In a beat, you answered all of those questions, which I'm very impressed with. So well Thank done. You. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Should we do Conor McNamara's comment? Yeah, let's do also, it. Also, I've had this looping. We've had this looping. And still. it's just so good. I just keep staring <laughs> it's at it. It's not got old yet. There's points where I still just turn around and I spot new people in the crowd. Like, there's one guy who has his mask like, hanging so, down. So, the other thing. Who's, like, whose mouth is like, his jaw is dropped. My favourite is there's a guy who is banging the side yeah. as he starts running it out. He's my favourite guy. And the guy next to him has got a French flag and which just looks completely transfixed. Yeah. But the best thing is, right, the past... The thing cuts off just as the pass is given. Yeah. And you can see mouths drop and then the gift yeah. ends and it cuts back to the <laughs> Jaws beginning. Jaws falling off. Like, let's just, yeah. So there's a woman who looks away, right? She looks away and then oh looks back God, up. Yes. And then suddenly, like, oh, what's going on? There's a guy really nervously clutching a French flag. There's one guy who je- who you can see sort of as the pass comes in and his mouth drops open. Yeah. He then, like, his hands grip. Like, it goes from being open to being part, like, fists. That's a good one. It's funny that uh, there's like two or three people who look like they, their, their face is completely expressionless. And you realise they're yeah. wearing masks that are like you so you can only see their yes. eyes. And even then you're thinking like, they probably enjoyed that. And the guy banging the side Yeah, I enjoyed well, that. Like he, you can then see him, he comes back into shot at the end. And he yeah. throws his arms up from the sideboard. And they're yeah. clearly going in the air yeah. in disbelief as the pass comes in. Yeah. Should we do Conor McNamara's commentary? Let's do Conor McNamara's commentary. Dangerous New Zealand Excellent hands from Brent Tobias. Oh, yeah. Rick Oyani. Kicked on by Barrett. Wow. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, y
France bear down on New Zealand's 22. Villiers presents it back. There are numbers out the other side. Intermac. Wokey. Penno outside him. Wokey dragged down seven metres from the line. There's a lot of very fun background noises going on there that so, you can just about hear. Conor McNamara's commentary on that, I think, gets better as it goes on. Yeah. Right? Like, he isn't really reacting really to him running out of hands. He's trying to stay composed, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. And then the pass comes, and he gets as excited as everyone else. Yeah. Not as excited as Benjamin Kaiser, who you can hear in the background. Yeah, go, oh! You can then oh! hear him shouting, wow, 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 repeatedly. Yeah. Everything that happens, he's shouting that. Not just the pass. Like it's, he's clearly on that adrenaline high of like yeah. he's just witnessed the pass, and everything is suddenly amazing. For anyone who didn't watch the game on Amazon Prime, uh, and I think that'll be the majority of our listeners will have seen it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, but the whole way through the game, you could hear Benjamin Kaiser <laughs> off mic just making what Sam Roberts, friend of the pod, referred yeah. to on Twitter as sex noises. <laughs> yes, and I think it's the most accurate description. Yeah, um, especially after that, and pass. definitely not noises I have made since when watching the game back. It was. It was honestly made the game far better. Yeah, it genuinely did. And you know, the the, the thing you you made the point later that like on a real note, this is what kind of gave France the bit of momentum. To get I back think that turned the game. game. I think that's probably the reason why they won it in the end is because they had that one moment I... where suddenly it was like, oh yeah, we're the team in control. We can do literally anything now. If they don't do this, I don't know if they win the game. No, I agree. A hundred percent agreed. A hundred percent. If if they don't do something, they need to do something almost immediately. Yeah, and. If Untermack doesn't do this, they're probably getting trapped on their own line. 100%. Instead, it turns the momentum of the game completely. Yeah. And they needed the moment, you yeah. know? And you felt like at the time it could be a big tackle, it could be a yeah. break, it could be the intercept, like the event you got from Not Peno. to, like, spoil a potential point in your video, but I feel like that is, yeah. you know, that's a very... It is the turning point of the, the second half. Absolutely. You know, just as, using, as I say, they have all the momentum, and then suddenly it's like, oh, yeah, France are unstoppable. No, if, if they can do this against the All Blacks, then they're going to batter them. And they yeah. did. Well, not batter them. They won by 15 points. But yeah. No, I, I completely, completely agree. And that's basically a battering by New Zealand standards. Instead, yeah. It's only like seven points off their biggest ever loss. Sure. So, should we do Nick Heath's commentary next? Yeah, let's do it. ...from Yorani and Barrett with the kick downfield. Moonga giving chase as is Weber to Paul looking to cover. And Tamak in his own goal area. Where's he going? And Tamak is screaming at the 22. Oh. Now, I'm not just saying this because I think because he's friend of the pod and everything. Yeah. I think Nick Keefe is my favourite. Me too. I was just about to say that. He the gets, French commentary is excellent. He, he, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Maybe on par, but I think Nick Heath gets the most on our level of excitement. Yes. I think. Uh, I think he channels the rest of us. I um, think as he's well as so taken up in the and this is. I don't mean to like, again like this. Sorry, just got caught up in like. You're talking about them abstractly, and I'm like, oh no, it's just it's Nick, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. As you know, someone I, yeah, no, but yeah, there you are, good guy, um, brilliant guy. But he gets yeah caught up in the moment. I think in the way, as you say, everyone else yeah. does, and he just keeps talking. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think that's what the moment kind of deserves. Yeah. And after we finish recording, Jamie Lyle, who was on the previous episode, who you know, obviously people have heard, brilliant sort of Scottish commentator, has been in a lot of the Amazon Prime games, uh, did Scotland against Japan at this weekend. He yeah. talked about how one of the things he wants to work on is learning when not to talk. Yeah. Because he's, you know, he, he, he was yeah, he was saying like, he's sometimes he got very used to doing games without a crowd. And sometimes you're just trying to fill the, the sounds, fill the yeah. time. 
where sometimes the crowd can do it for you. And I think this is a moment that doesn't want that. You know, no, it doesn't yeah. want the crowd reacting. It wants someone so reacting get carried as away. viciously like, yeah. as Nick Heath does and as the French comms yeah. do. Do you know who is on the, the backing comms, on the um, the co-comms with him? Because there's an excellent involuntary noise that goes on the background. I don't know, to be honest. I assume it's someone like Tom May or someone I know they work sure, with together quite a lot. Do a lot of the board feed Pro- stuff. Probably someone like him. But there's they're a good set of involuntary noises to accompany Nick's yes. very smooth commentary of what's going on here. Now, I'm just going to let the break play a few times on yeah. a loop with commentary off, right? Yeah. And I want this to be our final segment of the, yes. the show. Because um, we have done a lot of time on one moment. Yeah. But we can. So Untermac starts so far away. He has to cover probably about 40 metres to get back here. Yeah. Um, I also want to just go back a moment. Uh, we'll see it again. But Brad Webber goes completely the wrong direction trying to make the tackle. So Untermac starts. He stood on the 22 metre line, right? Yeah. He's on the far side of the post. He covers back. There's probably about 40 metres, 30 metres he has to run. End yeah. of. But yeah. Brad Webber runs in the opposite direction away from him. But there's a moment, right, where there's... Dupont's support line is phenomenal from the start because he starts running up on the inside yeah. and he's looking at Jaminet when no one else is. Yeah, yeah. Not even Untermac is looking at Jaminet. That is a superhuman support line, isn't it? To, to anticipate that that might happen yeah. deserves a lot of credit because that is... It's not just you, you standard scrum off cheat line where you anticipate a line break. That is, I'm anticipating that my my halfback partner will do exactly this and then somehow fire a ball out the, on the blind side. Now, I wanna... Also, I've just I've just spotted Kyle Fiku standing on the sideline, not really knowing what's going on, uh, and Jaminet runs past him. I want to point out Villiers, who looks knackered. Because yeah. he is like, he is jogging in a way you only do when you're absolutely spent. Sure. And I know he's just had to cover a lot of ground because he has to sprint back and then forward and then back and then forward. Yeah. But also, you know, he's a professional athlete. Sure. And he should be conditioned to be able to do this at 60 minutes. Yeah. But if you... Sorry, you were going to point out... Garfiku there. Oh, yeah. Garfiku's <laughs> in the sideline. Why doesn't he join up? I don't know. I think he's knackered. Yeah, but he could just sprint up from there. But There's but no also, offside rule there. Yeah, if I was on the pitch, I would be probably in shock. Sure, like yeah. He had the best seat in the house. He was literally right next to the pass. Yes. happened. He was inches away. So he, he was... dives for Geordie Barrett. Yeah. Uh, and he then gets back up and jogs back about 15 metres. Yeah. And then he's not quite in support. As the, as, so as you're listening to this, as the pass happens or just before it happens, just look on the outside of Jaminet on the touchline. Go figure is stood there yeah. motionless. I still think, right... Jaminet gets it slightly wrong. He eats up some of Dupont's space. He wants to drift out a bit, then give the pass, and Dupont scores. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I think if he drifts he out slightly, to... he has to slightly accommodate on the pass and maybe throw it slightly more loopier. I so, just he wants to I do as he wants to commit the defender like by turning their shoulder, which he doesn't force them to do, which Undermatt does perfectly here in Tupac Yeah, um, yeah. I... I don't know. I wouldn't change anything about this. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. He maybe gives it half a second too too soon yeah. or runs, you know, just half an inch in the wrong direction or something. But it is what it I is. I also think Villiers gets his decision-making wrong there. But also they're just trying to secure the ball. Yeah, yeah, they are. And, you know, we've watched this a lot of times and, and we'll still watch just it a as lot good more. as the first time. Yeah. And we've we've spent 43 minutes talking about it so far. And, and some of it's about Vicky McClure. Come and some on. of it about Vicky McClure, of course, about, you know, what's it, 20-second clip uh, that we've got on yeah. repeat here. So, you know, that's some pretty good going. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just one of the most impressive and greatest pieces of stuff I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, so it's Richie Mwanga herring up alongside. DuPont actually runs quite a smart block on him as well. Mm. I mean, I'm just still in awe of it. Yeah. Untermac glances at Dupont, right? And that is obviously, if you're an all-black, where you're going. But those are the only two Frenchmen you can spot when you're looking at that. Sure, sure. You don't notice Jaminet at no, all. No, 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 no. And Jaminet picks Again, his line so late. a lot of credit for this. Yeah. He picks it so late. Yeah. 
I'm going to watch it this one time, right? And I'm going to try and see if you can see his mouth at all moving or see him calling anything. Because I don't... Again, you can't see it on the other angle. No, you can't but see it. It's too you far out. It's too wide anything. an angle. Again, I think he says one syllable. Yeah. And that's it. Which Ball. is remarkable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if, if which is English as well. So ballon. You... Oh, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, maybe he's speaking the wrong language. And that's why he knows that he has to go outside. Whereas if he speaks French, he goes inside. What? It's the call. It's just to speak English. Oh, okay. Outside, oh, okay, inside, okay, okay. Got gotcha, you, got you. Well done, leaking Francis tactics, bro. That's all right. So I think that pretty much brings us to I think close. it does. I think it does. I think we've we've spoken for a long time. We've now. comprehensively covered-ish the Roman Untermack Pass. Yeah. Uh, Not us, done it justice. Join but... us next week when we will cover it all over again. <laughs> join us next week when we, when we when we talk about one pass Antoine Dupont did from the base inside his own 22 to clear the ball. For 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, no, but okay, so... Obviously, we've got the ongoing series on the 1987 World Cup. We have every. Do join us for that. We've done an episode on every match from the 2011 World Cup. If you want to go back and listen to those, yeah. And we're doing every episode, every game from the 2019-87 year of rugby. And it's all really bad rugby. Like it's all like the opposite of this. Most of it is terrible. I thought France vs Scotland was pretty fun. Oh, it was. Um, was, That was actually quite good. Yeah. So we've got four of those up so far. If you want to go and listen to those, Uh, we've got more coming in the coming weeks. Yeah. But we also want to try and do some stuff like this on miscellaneous rugby content, which will yes. be going out from this point onwards exclusively pretty much for Patreons. It was a thing we were planning on doing post the Autumn Internationals. It is now post the Autumn Internationals. This is a clip we're talking about from the final Autumn International because yep. Ireland don't exist. Mm-hmm. And we are going to cover some more stuff. So we'll be running through a list of those coming very soon. If anyone wants to join the Patreon thing, there'll be a separate feed for that. And that will be coming very soon. All that stands otherwise to say is thank you very much, Mr. William Owen. How are you thank doing? Thank you. Yeah, all, all right. Thank you, because I'm still watching yeah, this clip. All the better for watching this repeatedly. Yeah. And we will see you soon for more 1987 and some also some 2021 and other years. Yes. Please. Bye. <laughs> bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.